Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Terry, and I'd like to welcome you to my Bible study podcast. This daily podcast is a place where we take the teachings of Scripture seriously, but ourselves, not so much. Join us as we dive into the sacred word of the Bible, and each time we read, we pray, we change the world. Welcome to Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. Welcome to today's podcast. It is uh, March 1st, new month, y'all. March 1st, 2023, Wednesday. And uh, so glad you guys are on. So, um, yeah, it's a long month, you know, 31 days in March. It seems even longer with just the kind of the short month of February before it. But yeah, so got a lot of things this month. Uh, we got a couple birthdays. JT's birthday's the third. Christie's birthday is at the end of the month. Then you got uh, St. Patrick's Day in there. You got the time change in there. Um, I think uh, not this Saturday, but next, I think, is the uh, time change. Uh, so, yeah. March. Um, spring, beginning of spring. I think March 20-something is the big official beginning of spring. So, yeah. So, like, we're going to have a lot today, man. Or a lot this month. All right, y'all. Uh, let's do it. It's uh, We are in John chapter 7 as we continue this journey through the New Testament in a year. And so our, readings, our reading plan takes us, brings us to John chapter 7. John chapter 7. Let's see what the Lord has to say to us today. You know what we do? We read, we pray, we change the world. Awesome. All right. All right. Well, JT shares a birthday with Buck. I love it. Um, Let's do it. John chapter 7. After this, Jesus went around in Gal Galilee. He did not want to go about in Judea because the Jewish leaders there we're looking for a way to kill him. They were not happy with Jesus. He was disrupting the plan. But when the Jewish festival of tabernacles was near, uh, which would have been in the fall, pretty, yeah, yeah because you have Passover, then you have uh, uh, Pentecost, and then you have the Feast of Tabernacles, which is more of a, uh, a uh, fall season. Uh, Jesus' brother said to him, Leave Galilee and go to Judea, so that your disciples there may see the works you do. So leave Galilee, go to Judea. Judea um, is south of Galilee, so that the disciples that you have in, Gal in Judea can see the works you do. No one who wants to become a public figure acts in secret. Since you are doing these things, show yourself to the world. For even his own brothers did not believe him. Um, they're so <laughs> Jesus is uh, 
brothers are, uh, you know, trying to, they're trying to, um, they're trying to market him, right? Like, here's what we need to, here's what we need to do. We need to market you, Jesus. We need to, we need to, we need to get your name out there, man. You're doing some cool things, but you know, you gotta, you gotta uh, increase your, uh, your target market. <laughs> you gotta leave, you gotta leave, leave Galilee, go to Judea, uh, you know, down there, we gotta get, get you know, gotta, you're gonna be a, you're going to be a shining star. We got to make sure we get your name out there. And uh, Jesus is like, nah, you're thinking in worldly terms. Watch this. Verse 6. Therefore, Jesus told them, my time is not yet here. For, for you, for you, any time will do. Hmm. Wow. That's really important for us to remember, right? Like when we're praying for things and we want God to do things or we want things to happen in a certain time, we're really, and there may be honorable things, there may be good things. Um, but we have to remember that, you know, for us, anytime will do. Yeah, anytime. But uh, God sees a bigger picture and um, he's orchestrating things. So Jesus tells them, yeah, the time is not yet here. For you, anytime will do. The world cannot hate you, but it hates me because I testify that its works are evil. You can go to the festival. I am not going up to this festival because my time has not yet fully come. Hmm. I think it's interesting that Jesus gives him permission to go. Like, hey, you can go. I mean, if you want to go to the festival, that's fine. I'm not saying it's sinful for you to go. I'm not saying it's wrong for you to go. And it's not wrong necessarily for me to go, Jesus, that is. But the timing isn't right. And because the timing isn't right, it is wrong. It isn't, in some sense, it is wrong. It's wrong for me to go because my, it's not the right time. But strictly speaking, it's not that it's, you know, evil. It's just the timing is wrong. You know, some things, one of the things we learn in our lives is that, um, you know, some things aren't a matter of right and wrong. They're a matter of, is this the right time or not? Right. I mean, sometimes the Lord wants you to do something. He wants you to say something, wants you to, you know, uh, but the timing is not right. It's not that you, it's not that it's, you're not supposed to do it. It just means it's not right now. Um, and it's timing is an important variable in, uh, in obedience. Right. It's not just doing what God says. It's also doing what God says at the right time. That's being obedient. After he had said this, he stayed in Galilee. However, after his brothers had left for the festival, he went also. But uh, not publicly, but in secret. Hmm. Now, at the festival, the Jewish leaders were watching for Jesus and asking, where is he? So they were looking out. They were looking out. Where is he? Is he here? We're going to keep an eye out for him. Among the crowds, there was widespread whispering about him. Some said, he is a good man. Well, that's nice. <laughs> I mean, I'll take that sometime, most of the time. Most of the time, I'll take that. Say, He's a good man. Uh, others replied, no, he deceives the people. No one would say anything publicly about him for fear of the leaders. So everybody's talking about Jesus, either good or bad. Everybody, he is the topic of conversation, but no one will say it out, out loud, loud and uh, in, in mixed company because they are afraid the leaders 
uh, would be upset about it. So, but Jesus is on everyone's mind. He's on the leaders' minds. He's on his the people that are for him, the people that are against him, the people that are somewhere in the middle. He is definitely on the people's minds. Verse fourteen. Not until halfway through the festival did Jesus go up to the temple courts and begin to teach. So he finally revealed himself, right? And uh, let people know he was there halfway through the uh, festival. Remember, these were multi-day festivals. So he was there probably for, you know, 24, 48 hours before he began to teach publicly. The Jews were there. The Jews there were amazed and asked, how did this man get such learning? without having been taught. Hmm. I'm impressed by him. Oh, yeah. Also in March, baseball, right? You're right. Spring breaks, baseball. Yeah. There's a lot that happens in March. Traffic. Oh, we won't talk about that. Jesus answered, my teaching is not my own. It comes from the one who sent me. Anyone who chooses to do the will of God will find out whether my teaching comes from God or whether I speak on my own. Hmm. It's pretty straightforward, right? If you're really willing uh, to seek God, isn't that, that, that's a powerful statement. Anyone who chooses to do the will of God, if you're really choosing to do the will of God, you'll find out that Jesus' teaching comes from God and, that, um, and, and you'll discern whether or not he's speaking actually on his own authority or not. Whoever speaks on their own does, does so for personal gain or, or to gain personal glory. But he who seeks the glory of the one who sent him is a man of truth. There is nothing false about him. That's what we all need to be, right? And to, be, uh, to, to take on this characteristic of the Lord is we need to, um, to always be seeking the glory of the one who sends us and not our own glory. Uh, to always be pointing to the Lord, to always be trying to draw the focus away from us and towards Jesus. Has not Moses given you the law? Yet no, not one of you, yet not one of you keeps the law. Why are you trying to kill me? <laughs> I'm just pointing out your, de your deficiencies. I'm just pointing out what is obvious, none of you are perfect. You all have broken the law. You're all lawbreakers. Verse 20, you are demon-possessed, the crowd answered. Who is trying to kill you? They think, oh, you're just paranoid. Nobody's trying to kill you. Um, Jesus said to them, I did, one, I did one miracle, and you are all amazed. Yet because Moses gave you circumcision, though actually it did not come from Moses, but from the patriarchs, you're circ you circumcise a boy on the Sabbath. Now, if a boy can be, be circumcised on the Sabbath so that the law of Moses may not be broken, why are you angry with me for healing a man's whole body on the Sabbath? You, 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 they're saying, um, you circumcise boys on the Sabbath. Have you ever noticed that it takes, it's, uh, you got to heal from that. <laughs> Take some recovery, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, and so... You actually inflict a little bit of physical pain on people on the Sabbath. I'm actually healing people on the Sabbath. Verse 
So you're inflicting pain like on people, physical pain, to keep the law, and I'm relieving people's pain, healing them on the Sabbath, and you're saying I'm breaking the law. Come on, man. Stop judging by mere appearances. Instead, judge correctly. Man. Jesus is razor sharp, man, isn't he, man? He's razor sharp. No pun intended. <laughs> he knows. Verse 25. At that point, people were ticked, I'm sure. At that point, some people of or some at that point, some of the people of Jerusalem began to ask, Isn't this the man they're trying to kill? Here he is speaking publicly, and they are not saying a word to him. They're like, You've been trying so hard to kill him. He's right here before you. What do, what do you wait? What's the problem? What are you waiting on? Have the authorities really concluded that that he is the Messiah? Since they're not trying to uh seize him, maybe they've come to the conclusion that he is indeed the Messiah. But we know where this man is from. When the Messiah comes, no one will know where he is from. Really? All over the Old Testament prophesied where Messiah would come from. What do you mean? Don't know where he's going to come from. Then Jesus, still teaching in the temple courts, cried out. Hmm. That's an interesting uh, adjective, descriptor. Jesus cried out. So he's a... Uh, He's clearly passionate about this. Like, this is something that evokes some emotion. Yes, you know me, and you know where I am from. I am not here on my own authority, but he who sent me is true. You do not know him, but I know him because I am from him, and he sent me. Wow. Jesus is, I mean, that's just, that's a line in the sand. You, Jesus is saying, you know me. You know where I come from, yes. Um, but I'm not here on my own. I was, I've been sent here from God the Father and not on my own authority. And if you really knew God the Father, if you really knew Yahweh, um, you would know me because he's the one who sent me. Right? Like, you would know the works of God. That's like, Kind of goes back to you know the contemporary thing with the the outpouring of God's Spirit in these days through the Asbury revivals and other places. Like people that I don't want to say this too harshly, but just honestly, people that cannot recognize the activity of God, you wonder how well they really know God. You know, um, like if you if you can't if you can't discern what is of God and what is not of God, like and just by observing the fruit, the fruit of repentance and reconciliation with God and others, uh, a changed uh, heart for holiness. Um, if you can't see that, if you don't see that as as uh, verif- as as um, as resembling the father then do you really know the father <laughs> because that are those are those are distinctive characteristics of the father and so 
you know, in, in any move of God, right? Anything, any church, any anything that claims to be Christian, you you you, you judge the tree by its fruit. What are the fruit? Um, if it's if there's repentance and worship of Jesus and devotion to the Word of God and uh, confession of sin and reconciliation between God and others, um, service. Uh, a desire to serve and help and show empathy uh, and spread the gospel to the ends of the earth. If you see those characteristics, then it's indicative of a good tree, a good because it's bearing good fruit. <laughs> and so Jesus is saying, "Here I am. I'm I'm doing the things the Father does. I am filled with His Spirit. I am uh, carrying out His mission and." If you don't see God at work in my life and, and through my ministry, how well do you really know God? And, and the answer is, it's rhetorical, right? The question is rhetorical. You don't know him very well. <laughs> you don't know him very well. Um, yeah. Um, where are we? Verse 30, at this time they tried to seize him, but one, but no one laid a hand on him because his hour had not yet come. Still many in the crowd believed him. So he's having an impact. They said when Messiah comes, he will perform more signs than this man. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, well, I think he's, I mean, it's, you think it's the Messiah, but I, I, I think when Messiah comes, there's going to be so many more signs than that. Well, look around, man. And hold on, because the biggest sign's still coming on uh, Easter Sunday. So just hang on. <laughs> uh, the Pharisees heard the crowd whispering such things to them. Then the chief priests and the Pharisees sent temple guards to arrest him. Jesus said, I am with you for only a short time, and then I'm going to the one who sent me. You will look for me, but you will not find me, and where I am you cannot come. The Jews said to one another, where does this man intend to go that we cannot find him? Will he go where our people live scattered among the Greeks and teach the Greeks? Is he going to go to a foreign land and uh, just be uh, you know, somewhere in, in obscurity? No, he's talking about heaven, right? I'm going to go to the cross. I'm going to go uh, and purchase salvation for all of humanity on the cross. I'm going to be buried. On the third day, I'm going to rise again, and I'm going to return. Uh, to my rightful place of authority at the right hand of God the Father. Where I'm going, you can't come. You cannot accomplish the mission that I've been called to accomplish. And you can't yet go to the right hand of the Father. You can go to the right hand of the Father if you put your faith and trust in me, but you can't get there with the eyes that you're using to see. Where I am, you cannot come. On the last and greatest day of the festival, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice. Wow. He's trying to make a point, y'all. He's saying in a loud voice. He wants everybody, he wants louder for the people in the back. <laughs> louder for the people in the back. Here he is. He's loud voice. Let anyone, come on, let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Man, you thirsty? Is your spirit dry? Is your heart hungry? Is your soul longing 
as the psalm writer would say, as the deer pants for the water brook? Is that your soul? Here, 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 here. Here's the good news. If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. Man. He's, 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 uh, he's refreshment for your soul. Aren't you glad? He, he is what your soul longs for. He is what your heart is crying out for. He is, you were made, friends. You and I, we were made for a relationship with Jesus. Relationship with the Lord. Relationship with God the Father that is possible through Jesus. We were made for that. So our hearts long. They thirst. They cry out for connection, for relationship. And Jesus says, if, if you're thirsty, if you're thirsty, come to me and drink. Verse 38, whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, watch this, rivers of living water will flow from within them. Praise God. You get that? You drink from the well that is Jesus. <laughs> yeah, this is the same thing he told the woman at the well. You drink from the well that is Jesus. Not only is he going to quench your thirst, but he is going to he is going to um, create um, flowing streams of water in your life and through your heart and through your spirit. It's not going to be just a <clears throat> you know a drop, but he's going to create um, rivers in your body, in your life, in your spirit. Out of your spirit will flow streams of living water in praise, in worship, in prayer, in joy, in contentment, in hope, in life, in expectation. Mm. So where there was drought and where there was uh, emptiness, where there was barrenness, where there was a parched land, there will be um, flowing, <laughs> flowing water, springs of living water. You think of water just springing up, just refreshment. Uh, you know, on a hot day, you can feel the 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 uh, the splash of water, and it's like, oh, it's refreshing. That, come on, that is what's going to flow out of your spirit. Praise God. That's what's going to flow out of your spirit. It's going to not only bring refreshment to you, but it's going to be refreshment to other hungry souls who are longing to find water to drink. And you and I are privileged to say, this spring, this spring of living water that has welled up within me, I didn't create it. I didn't dig this well. It was Jesus. It was the Holy Spirit that has been planted in me that is now springing up and offering the same hope and life and salvation to you. It's a promise from Jesus. By this, verse 30, because you're wondering what he meant. You know, people are like, I don't get it. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't understand. I don't understand. This, I'm thirsty and springs of living water from your soul. Like, I don't get it. Here you go. This is what, by this, he meant the Spirit. Man. Just put that in your mind, that, that image, that the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is likened to a dove, is likened to fire, likened to wind. Um, and here the Spirit is likened to a spring. 
like a spring in your in your soul, like down in your gut, like a spring of living water. Wow. By this he meant the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were later to receive. What's he talking about? The day of Pentecost, when people received the Holy Spirit, the promise that is now for all believers, that in you, child of God, in you, now a well of living water can spring. When you, when the Holy Spirit comes into us, he doesn't just dwell here dormantly. Come on. He, he, he digs wells. <laughs> he digs wells, and he creates springs of living water that flows out of our lives. And it produces fruit. It produces righteousness. It produces a hunger. It changes our affections towards holiness. It gives us gifts of the Spirit and empowers us to live this life of righteousness and godliness. You know, the big difference between um, a lot of branches of Christianity, even those who believe in the filling of the Holy Spirit, is this. like Some people believe that in being baptized or infilled with the Holy Spirit, the mark of that infilling is a change in affections, like what you love. Like when you were, what is evidence of being filled with the Spirit? An evidence of being filled with the Spirit, or the evidence of being filled with the Spirit, some people say is speaking in tongues, but what most people, like most, what, what I believe, is that what happens is when you're filled with the Holy Spirit, some people speak in tongues, but that's not the evidence of being filled with the Spirit. The, the evidence of being filled with the Holy Spirit is that your affections, what you love, changes. And you what was not there before, I, namely a love, a desire to please God, a desire to be holy as unto the Lord, that was not there before, but after you've been filled with the Holy Spirit, you, you now have a desire to do that, to pursue Him, to you love Him. That is the mark of being filled with the Holy Spirit. So you ask, have I been baptized with the Holy Spirit? Do you love God more than sin? Do you, do you, is your affection, is your heart desire to please Him? If your heart desire to, is to please Him, then something has changed on the inside. It has been an infilling of the Holy Spirit that is changing your desires. But so, so, so people, you can speak in tongues, but if your desire is still not, if your love is not first and foremost to please the Lord, then that well has not been dug. You have not yet been filled with the Spirit, even if you, quote unquote, speak in tongues. The infilling of the Holy Spirit is a changing of the deepest part of your soul towards God. Instead of a bent towards sin, you now have a bent towards righteousness. You want to please Him. Do you do it perfectly all the time? No. Do you always succeed? Do you never sin? No, that's not, that's not what that means. But your, your affections now are changed. By this He meant the Spirit, whom those who believed in Him were later to receive. Up to that time, the Spirit had not been given, since Jesus had not yet been glorified. On hearing these words, some people said, surely this man is a prophet. <laughs> it's like Some of them are like, man, that's some good preaching right there. I mean, I don't know who he is, but he, that's some good preaching right there. 
Others said he's the Messiah. Still others asked, how can this, how can Messiah come from Galilee? Does not Scripture say that the Messiah will come from David's descendants and from Bethlehem, the town where David lived? Thus the people were divided because of Jesus. Some wanted to seize him, but no one wanted to lay a hand on him. <laughs> like, we're scared. We don't like what he's saying, but we're scared. <laughs> we ain't going to lay a hand on him. Interestingly, that little point there about being infilled with the Spirit, like the two camps that some will say that it's speaking in tongues and some say, no, it's not speaking in tongues. They don't, not denying the gift of tongues, but that's not, that's not the evidence. The evidence is a changed heart towards holiness. And so those two camps, actually, if you go all the way back to the, uh, the Asbury revivals and the Azusa Street revivals, the, basically the, those two camps split, kind of went different directions over that issue. Uh, the Asbury revival said, no, it's a bent towards holiness. We're not denying speaking in tongues. Some indeed have that gift, um, and it's beautiful, but that's not everyone. Uh, the, many of those that went the Azusa Street revivals went the other way, and they said, no, uh, the, the evidence of, of being baptized with the Holy Spirit is speaking in tongues, and that has been a continual sort of tension uh, among the church. And um, so interesting. There's, there's always been a you know, a little tension there. So verse 45, finally, the temple guards went back to the chief priests and the Pharisees and asked, why didn't you bring him in? No one ever spoke the way this man does. The guards replied, you mean he has deceived you also? The guards were like, I don't know. He sounded pretty good to me. He sounded like, I ain't never seen none. I ever heard anything like this. <laughs> you mean he's deceived you also? The Pharisee reported. Have any of the rulers of the, or have any of any of the rulers or of the Pharisees believed in him? No, but this mob that knows nothing of the law, uh, there is a curse on them. So they're getting mad. Like, I can't believe people are falling for this. Nicodemus, who had gone to Jesus earlier and who was one of their own number, asked, does our law condemn a man without first hearing him to find out what he is doing? They replied, are you from Galilee too? Look into it and find and you will find that a prophet does not come out of Galilee. So Nicodemus here is take, kind of stepping in for Jesus, and they're like, hey, aren't you from Galilee? Well, you go investigate this further. You're one of him. You're one of his guys. <laughs> so. All right, you guys. So glad you guys are on today. Um, thanks for spending this time in the Word of God. Rich stuff, man. All right, guys. Thanks so much for being with us today. You guys are awesome. Thank you for... Um, Spending this time in the Word of God, man, what a rich, rich teaching today from the Word of God. All right, let's pray. God, I just pray your blessing upon each and every person here today. Lord, whatever they're going through, wherever they are, whether in their car, whether at work, whether uh, on their bicycle, whether jogging, uh, sitting at home, wherever it is. God, may you just minister to their hearts. Lord, thank you for the stream of living water that you dig in our souls, that springs up to living water, springs up to everlasting life. God, I pray that each and every person at the sound of my voice would invite that spring of living water to flow through their hearts today, which, which by it you mean the Spirit, the Spirit of God. God, may you strengthen and encourage. May each and every person know how much you love them, how much you care for them, how much you cherish them. Pour into them today, God, streams of living water. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, God bless you, my friend. Thank you so much for being on today. Thank you for liking this, subscribing to this, sharing this podcast with your friends. Thanks for leaving a comment. If you haven't yet, I know many of you have, but if you haven't left a comment, if you listen, listen to it on Apple Music or some other platform where you can 
uh, give it a review and a comment, you know, just click five stars and say how awesome your time here is. <laughs> Love you guys. Have a great day. We'll be back at it tomorrow with John chapter eight. Hope to see you then. God bless. We'll see you next time. Thank you for joining me on today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, take a minute to subscribe or comment or share it with your friends. You can find me, Pastor Terry, and Bayside Church on all social media platforms. You can find Bayside at Bayside Church SH. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.